the Wednesday edition of the Sports Machine with Slim here on WKXL Radio. Going through my notes in preparation for today's show, I had to decide, what am I going to lead in with? We've got a variety of topics out there in the sports news world, and I'm going to try and cover a handful of them during today's show. I will tell you, during the second episode, we will break down the Celtics, or the second segment, sorry, we'll break down the Celtics win last night. I watched it pretty much in its entirety. I've got a story about it, and I want some uh, commentary for you folks to hear out there. Peyton Pritchard, Derek White, just lights out three-point shooters. I'm going to tell you what. Draymond Green, we got to talk about him and his history. I'm going to have a real loud take for all of you about Draymond Green in our third segment of the show. Fourth segment I'm still up in the air on. If you want to call today to get on the air, the fourth segment would be a good time. 603-224-1450 is your number. You can call at any time. I'll try to get you in. 603-224-1450. This is the Sports Machine with Slim, New Hampshire's next generation sports talk radio show. Where I'm going to lead in is, as I like to do, with a text from one of my friends last night out of nowhere. Does anyone know what a tombstone emoji means? Because I, uh, I don't. Tombstone would seem to indicate to me um, the death of some way, shape, or form. But uh, in a group text message last night from one of my friends, I received a tombstone emoji followed by Bill Belichick, comma, actually feels really bad, comma, it's really over now. Well, I see this text, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, is there breaking news, something I don't know about? So I go right to ESPN, and I write back the text. I said, I just went on to ESPN to see if he died. And the response was a laughter emoji. Like, Thank goodness. No, that is not what happened. Uh, he was making comments with the tombstone emoji that uh, came from the rumors from one Tom Curran, uh, Patriots, insider or whatever we might want to call them in the sports newscast media arena. He's got some scoop on the Patriots through the years, and he says a decision has been made that Bill Belichick will not be the coach of the New England Patriots heading into next season. It's already been decided. I guess it was decided after the game we played in Germany earlier this year, which seems to me sketchy. I'm just going to come right out and say this This take, this is a rumor. And I'm not a huge fan of talking about rumors in general. Yes, in sports talk radio, that's kind of what we have to do sometimes. We talk about like predictions. We talk about, well, what if this happened and what if that happened, which I kind of feel sometimes is a waste of time. But when it comes to Bill Belichick, historically speaking, the greatest coach of all time, it's really tough to debate that, even from someone uh, with, with my point of view, where I say, I wanted Belichick gone a year ago. I wanted him gone two years ago. Honestly, when Tom Brady was leaving, I was like, it's Bill Belichick's fault. I want Bill gone now. But I kind of tempered that, that thought just out of respect. And then, I mean, look at the results. Each year, we just keep getting worse. Well, it shouldn't be a big surprise to anybody that, oh, the Patriots uh, might look to part ways with Bill Belichick at the end of the season. But here's what I'm going to tell you, is sniffing out this rumor like I'm the investigative journalist at this point, even though it's only my second week here on the Sports Machine with Slim. If you folks listening out there know, this is a new, as I said, next generation level sports talk radio show on WKXL, the Sports Machine with Slim. I am Slim, your host, and I'm here to tell you, 
If the Patriots are parting ways with Bill Belichick, it's a mutual decision. It's not, oh, the Patriots decided five weeks ago, Jonathan Kraft and his secret camp of you know advisors all said, well, we're going to fire Bill at the end of the season and we just won't tell him. Make sure you don't tell him. Make sure nobody lets him know this. No, that's not the way this is going down, dude. Bill Belichick has been here for 20 years. We won six Super Bowls. It's part of the greatest historical run in, in the NFL history without question. Probably will never be duplicated what, is, what has happened here during the Tom Brady years. Uh, what, what, will hap- what has happened in the four years since, yes, that will be duplicated many times by horrible organizations that are losing the 3-10 and 10 record or wherever we're at right now. I'm not even going to bother to look at the phone to double-check what our standing and what our record is right now. But, I mean, yeah, the, the, the futility that we're seeing on a week-to-week basis, last week in the first half notwithstanding, um, it's not good. It's not something that's acceptable. And because we keep getting worse each year, somebody's got to, you know, take the, the blame. And Bill Belichick has shown no ability to rebuild not only this organization, but he didn't really show an ability to rebuild the Cleveland Browns organization in, in the past either. Like, they had some success, yes, but in the end, he didn't take that direction, in the, uh, that, that franchise, in the direction where they were going to have sustained success and be a perennial contender, and he got fired, right? So the only success Bill Belichick has had as a head coach in the NFL is when Tom Brady was here, and ultimately success is defined by championships. I guess you could look at it some other way, like, hey, what's happening in Houston with the Texans this year? That's certainly uh, success, with new coach Miko Ryan. So he's doing a great job down there, obviously. So, yes, that's successful. But you coach to win championships, and you want to always be on the path of getting better, getting closer to the championship. When the Patriots in the last four years, it seems like a magnet, just like with reverse magnetism, where they just keep getting farther and farther away. So, what would we expect if Belichick comes back next year? Like, what, what, can we go hope for zero wins? Can we get something better than the first pick in the draft? Like, we're so bad. We're going to get not just the first pick in the draft, but it would get a free other picks somehow. No, it doesn't work like that, dude. At some level, you bottom out, you make a change. But Bill Belichick is agreeable to this. Bill Belichick, if he wants to continue coaching, which he shouldn't, he should have been fired four years ago, and he should have retired four years ago when Tom Brady was gone. But his ego has gotten in the way. He said to, for 20 years that he would not want to be coaching into his 70s. He didn't want to be like Marv Levy. He said that stuff. That's on record. But guess what? Here we are, and he's in this spot, which is kind of an embarrassment, dude. If he was sitting in the interview chair across from me, I would ask him, like, why are you doing this? Who's benefiting from this? Are you really, are you benefiting as a human being by coaching the Patriots this year? Because the organization ain't benefiting. The fans ain't benefiting. Some of the sports talk radio show hosts, maybe they're benefiting. Maybe somebody's listening to me talk right now and says, well, okay, yeah, this guy makes some sense. Or I hate this guy, and uh, <laughs> I want to I call up and tell him he stinks. 603-224-1450. That's the number you can call me and say that to me. No, I'm going to rebut and try to refute that statement, but uh, whatever. Until then, I'm just going to keep going with my Bill Belichick take. I wish you the best of success. But I am secretly and not so secretly hoping that, yes, that you're no longer the coach of the Patriots because we need a complete change. And you don't come in with Bill O'Brien to take over the reins either. I don't know who we're going to take. I don't know who we're going to bring in. I don't know. But you bring in a GM 
and you let them choose their own coach. So anybody who says, oh, this person needs to be the next coach, or the no, no, it starts with the general manager. You need a complete change in philosophical approach to how to build a roster. You cannot have guys like Trent Brown as your left tackle saying like he did yesterday in response to Malik Cunningham as we just kind of carve a new path down the Patriots discussion here. The Patriots lost Malik Cunningham. For those of you that don't know, he was our third uh, quarterback pretty much. You know, he's on the, the practice squad so another team can claim him. And guess what? Baltimore Ravens did. Why? Because Malik fits in the mold of Lamar Jackson who's who's great at running. And they want, in case something happens to Lamar Jackson, as usually does in most seasons, he gets hurt. They want a player who can come in and perform a similar skill set so everybody else on the team, on the offense specifically, can continue to do the same exact type of job. They don't have to change everything. Well, the Patriots need a complete change. You need a complete change from the coaching standpoint on the offense. You need a complete change from the player personnel attitude on the offense. Because if you don't have chemistry and you don't have symmetry, you have guys like Trent Brown who are unhappy that Malik Cunningham wasn't getting a chance to play, and so he goes on and posts on social media, go someplace where your talents are appreciated. Thrive. I hope you thrive in a place where your talents are appreciated. Something to that effect. Which is kind of a dig at saying, hey, the New England Patriots, we don't appreciate your talents. Well, I do, as Trent Brown, he's saying, like, I appreciate your talents, man. Go get them. But where you are right now, where you have been, your talents weren't appreciated. So obviously this conflict there, this conflict throughout the entire Patriots organization. And you cannot build a winning franchise when you have conflict coming from all areas of the room. That's why Belichick, when he had Tom Brady leading the way, taking less money than he needed to, trying to actively recruit people to the team, setting the stage for everyday experience, come in, work hard, focus, we're together. It's easy to win when you got a leader like that, baby. I need some leaders out there for the sports machine with Slim. Check out the top 10 fans if you go to Facebook.com, find Sports Machine NH. You are listening to WKXL Radio, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester, nhtalkradio.com. I'll be right back. Boston Celtics had a big win last night. Big. Because the team that they were playing, the Cleveland Cavaliers, were hot, hot, hot from three. I think they were 19 from for 19 for 40 from three-point land. And they were just draining. It was it was insane how how hot they were. But Nonetheless, Celtics just wore them down. Before we go full steam into the Celtics for this segment here, I want to just finish with one point regarding the Patriots discussion from a few minutes ago. I will tell you, I, I heard something funny on Twitter yesterday. Dave Portnoy from Barstool Sports, he had put out an emergency press conference, as he does from time to time when there's something that's important that he wants to get off his chest. And during the, whatever it was, two minutes or so, three minutes that I listened to, he said one comment that, that just stood out in my mind and I wanted to read it to people. He's, it was something to the effect of, through the years, 
that Belichick has been the coach and, I mean, essentially the GM as well. I mean, he had just a huge impact on all player personnel decisions through the years here. Through those years, Belichick would have gotten rid of Belichick right now. Like, he, he always got rid of the players that were kind of at the top or maybe, you know, on the downside and just about to enter the downside of their careers. So let's use uh, Lawyer Malloy, for example, who was a great teammate in, in, I mean, the clubhouse, if I want to call it that, the locker room. The day that they caught him, the following week, we played against, who was it? I forget the team and lost like 30 to nothing. Was it Buffalo? I don't, I don't even remember what team. But the week after we lost Lawyer Malloy, the team cut him. All the players were like, what? And just got spanked the next week. And then we went on and I think won the championship that year. So Belichick had a history through time of kind of getting rid of people, making the tough decision, dealing with it, accepting reality, what it is what it is, move forward and focus. And... Belichick definitely would fire the Belichick you know, that's coaching this team right now. That's just so true by Dave Bortnoy. Like, Thank you for bringing that up. He's 100% right. Can't argue with it. Like, why would you keep this man here right now? There's no need, especially when you're going to have to return and retool the entire offense, and you're going to be bringing in either the number one, two, or number three pick in the draft, ideally a quarterback. Jaden Daniels just planting that seed. Nobody's saying Jaden Daniels should go number one. Slim with the sports machine, is saying Jaden Daniels should be the number one pick for the New England Patriots. And hopefully if we get the number two pick, he slides to us. The Boston Celtics. Jason Tatum, it's not my imagination, people. He's looking different. There's something different about him. He's still complaining, but I think he's complaining just a little bit less this year. Yes, I went on a rant one day last week or maybe two about how he just he's getting thrown out of the game. He's getting technicals, like complaining when he made the mistake of dribbling into a double team. I remember that. That was just last week. But last night's game, something's just a little different. And the Celts were down early big time. I think we were down 16-4. to It was something like that. Cleveland came out. They were hot. Everybody wants to beat the Celtics right now. Celtics are number one in the East record-wise. They haven't lost at home now. The Celtics, I think, are 10-0 and at home. And they play again at home tomorrow. And then again at Friday and Sunday, they play against Orlando. But we get Cleveland Cavaliers again tomorrow night. Let's see if Cleveland can shoot like that again. My suspicion is no chance in heck. No chance in heck. They were draining last night. Darius Garland was draining. Mitchell was draining. And the Celtics just... Drained right back at him. Peyton Pritchard was, he's slowly developing into a three-point shooter, people. I think we all have been rooting Peyton Pritchard fans. He hasn't been getting his chance enough through the years. He's getting his chance this year. He's getting his chance, and in the beginning part of the season, he hasn't been shooting a great percentage from three. He hasn't been doing, honestly, enough enough, uh, to justify his time on the court. But you have to have patience with a guy like this. He's getting used to playing big NBA minutes. And this dude competes. If you watched the game last night, I even wrote down in my notes here, Peyton Pritchard hustling back on D, stopping the layup. Remember Cleveland stole the ball somehow. They got it. They're out in front on a fast break. He comes flying from behind, gets his hand in there, stops the layup. The very next possession, he steals the ball. On defense, gets it out to Tatum. 
Tatum dunks it. People try to say Peyton Pritchard can't play defense. I'm like, you know, those people don't have any clue. They just think because he's not big and he's maybe not the fastest guy in the world, they just automatically go, well, this guy's not a good you know, good defender. Well, you, you just don't see him putting his body on the line. He's willing to bang through um, picks. He plays a physical brand of defense for a small guy. Well, guess what? Physically, that takes a lot out of you in the game of basketball. When you have to play like you care about stopping the person on the other side, you use your energy. That makes it harder to come down on the offensive end of the court and drain threes. It just, it just does. The energy is important, and you have to build up the stamina and get your body used to that level of physical exertion so that you can then go ahead and make your threes in the floor of the game. That's what the process is happening right now for, for Pritchard. That's what he's going through, and it's starting to work. He's starting to shoot better. He made a handful of threes last night. I would say three, but it, it just looks pure. Not as pure as Sam Hauser. Sam Hauser, he's going through the same thing on his end, just so you know, people. You want to sound educated about basketball to your friends? You tell them what you're learning here on the Sports Machine with Slim. Sam Hauser has not been playing big minutes in the NBA the last few years. Now he's being thrown in to the best team in the league with a major minutes contribution. Well, you're expected to play defense out there. He's still not the greatest defensive player. I will say Sam Hauser's not a good <laughs> – he hustles, but he's not a very good defensive player. But, boy, can he shoot, and he's starting to knock him down more and more. Every time he shoots, don't you think you're going in? Real Celtics fans out there to watch. Every single time Hauser shoots, I'm like, that looks like that could go in. He has the same stroke, the same release. It's absolutely textbook. It's beautiful. It's beautiful to watch. And the best part about it is that nobody in the NBA really knows – how good of a shooter this guy is. So that when it comes playoff time, like the players on the other teams might know, but the fans don't know. But when it comes playoff time and the Celtics are chugging through every night or every other night, every third night, whatever the NBA schedule is, I know it's not every other night in the playoffs, but people are going to be like, who is this guy? He is going to be draining threes in people's faces. And when that happens, baby, that lights up the crowd. The Boston Celtics fans... Going into timeouts, we're going to be standing up. We're going to be cheering in that stadium. It's going to be loud. It's going to be ruckus. It's going to be on the way to a championship. Boston Celtics are hitting it, people. I'm telling you, watch this game last night. Derek 3? Derek 3? I'm going to start calling him that. Derek White from 3? He has worked. He has worked. He couldn't shoot like this last year. And he couldn't shoot. He was much better last year than he was the year before. Derek White now is like he's somebody who could be in the three-point shooting contest. Derek White is, is borderline NBA all-star material. He's a good defender, very good defender. He led the league in blocks for guards last year. His footwork's good. He doesn't let guys get by him to get to the hole. If he does, he swats them. You look at the players that we have on this team. Jason Tatum, he's in the running for MVP. He's a top five player. That's not a gift. That's not just because we kind of like him. He's good. And he's starting to figure out a game how to score on the block in the low post. He's got a spin around into the middle. He's got a fadeaway jumper. That's the type of work that Michael Jordan used to put in in the offseason to come back and be like, all right, I added this piece to my game. Tatum is trying to add this into his game during the season and perfect it. If he can figure out how to score on the low, in the low post come playoff time, Celtics are unstoppable. 
He's a good passer. Anybody comes to try and double-team this man, he's going to get the ball to the open guy. Those open guys are going to drain threes, and there's nothing you can do to stop it. If you don't have a defender to match up and stop Tatum in the post, it's different. This is not the same as the last four years. Yes, I incorrectly predicted the Celtics would win the championship for each of the last <laughs> three, three to four years. I'm losing it in my memory, but this year is different. I'm going to ride that train all the way until it happens, and then we're going to look back on this, and I'm going to be able to say, well, I told all you people six months ago the Celtics were going to win the title. Just as I'm telling people now, San Francisco 49ers are going to win the championship in the NFL this year. The Boston Celtics are going to win the title in the NBA. We're just too good. Jalen Brown, passing and dribbling weakness. Just learn not to do it. Let Drew Holiday do the dribbling passing piece. Let Pritchard do some dribbling passing piece. Jalen Brown, shoot threes. Compete every night on both ends of the court. Do your thing, Drew Holiday. Do your thing, Porzingis. I could name more. Celtics players go on and on. We're unstoppable, people. Get on board, the Celtics. Bandwagon, get on board. The Sports Machine with Slim's bandwagon on WKXL. 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester, NH Talk Radio. We'll be right back with some Draymond Green discussion. Shots in the NBA. Draymond Green would be suspended for the rest of the year. Oh, you can't do that. Oh, you can't do that. Listen to me. This is what the problem is in society nowadays. Some things are obviously right and some things are obviously wrong. It doesn't take much uh, common sense to understand some things are right and some things are wrong. And what Draymond Green has been doing through the years is wrong. For people that don't know, Draymond Green last night got thrown out of his game and then afterwards went out to the podium and apologized, said it was an accident. I didn't mean to hit Yusuf Nurkic in the, in the face when if you played basketball competitively, you know He did it on purpose 100%. Just as he's done the following things through the years. Let me go down the list that I've compiled, and I didn't even try. There's much more of a list. First of all, he cost his team probably a championship. Back when LeBron James won with the Cleveland Cavaliers that year, Draymond Green Got kicked out of one game and then got suspended for the next game. I think it was kicked out for game six. But whatever it was, you look back and go, well, Golden State had been up like three games to one in that series. And they blew it. Cleveland came back. And Draymond Green not being there for his team was a large part of it. Because him and LeBron James had a tangle up and he took it a little too far. People had differing opinions. Oh, maybe Green shouldn't have been suspended for that next game. Whatever. You were. And you would think that would stick in your mind as a reminder that like, hey, I need to control myself, not just for me, 
but for my teammates because I cost them a championship. You cost your entire team and organization, the fans, but most importantly, the guys in the locker room with you on your team, you cost them a championship, Draymond Green, and you haven't learned anything since then. Next on the list, what did he do? Draymond Green, I, I went on YouTube to do just a little bit of research for the show today. Gray, Draymond Green suspensions, something like this. I uh, Kicking is what I put. Draymond Green kicking. And I see one video. It's titled, Draymond Green kicking people in the nuts compilation. <laughs> that's, that's what I saw on YouTube. So I click play. It's, it's against Steven Adams. He did it a couple of times. One time was borderline, maybe not intentionally. When he, when he went in with his knee for a layup, he raised up his right knee. But he had a lot of momentum going, so that one I give him a, the benefit of a doubt on a little bit. But the other one, he square up kicked a guy right in the groin. And it was definitely intentional. So did he learn anything from doing that and getting in trouble? No. He then proceeds to what? Last year in the preseason – a guy on his own team, Jordan Poole, and him are arguing. He gets him pushed up against the wall and spanks him right in the face. Closed fists, like right in the face. And the other guy didn't hit him first. It was just, boom, I'm just going to clock you. And he destroyed the Golden State Warriors t- team morale and chemistry completely for the entirety of last year. Jordan Poole ends up getting traded, so okay, clean slate. We're going into this year. Maybe Draymond Green's a new man. He's changed. That maybe maybe Jordan Poole was the bad guy last year. He might have said something smart and you know asked for for to to get hit. Well, let's just give Draymond Green the benefit of the doubt because people just keep giving him the benefit of the doubt through all these other mistakes. Let's just give him the benefit of the doubt on that one too. So let's just look at what's happened so far this year, and I look at the Golden State Warriors' record so far, and they are ten wins and thirteen losses. So Jordan. Poole removing himself from the equation for the team hasn't helped their win-loss record, and it hasn't helped Draymond Green's behavior on the court either. Let's look at what he's done this year. I got two ones, two of them for you. Remember just a couple weeks ago, he put Rudy Gobert in the headlock? There was a, a discussion going on between Gobert and I think it was Clay Thompson. Yes, that uh, uh, stands to... Uh, stands correctly in my mind as a memory. It was the two of them kind of getting in their face, having a, an altercation, having a discussion. Usually that stuff leads nowhere. Draymond Green comes up behind Ruby, Rudy Gobert, gets him in a headlock, and is like holding him, ends up getting suspended for five games. So his team is 10 and 13. That's 23 games. Draymond Green got kicked out of one, suspended for five. He also got a double technical in another game. Got thrown out of that game. So he's only played in 18 games. Two of them there, he got thrown out of. And then last night, he gets thrown out again. So his team has played 18 games. He's been thrown out of three of those games. And last night, what he did to Yosef Nurkic is Nurkic was playing a little physical with him. Nothing dirty. Maybe it happened early in the game that I didn't see. But on this particular play, a little bit of physicality. Draymond Green moves to get away from him, flings his arm up in the air, right in the direction of Nurkic's face. Makes contact, nails him right in the face. 100% intentional. 100% intentional. And then he comes out afterwards and tries to deny it. Like, oh, 
You people are just uh, expecting bad things from me because of my history. Ah, uh, yeah, but on top of it, because you're a horrible liar, dude. And and who cares? Draymond Green's just a basketball player, right? It doesn't matter. As Charles Barkley said 30 years ago now, like, I'm not, um, what was it, a role model. I'm a basketball player. But hasn't the NBA and hasn't sports in general turned into something where, like, you want to put yourselves on TV all the time with the, with the games. You want to be on advertisements all the time to make commercial money. And you're promoting your sneakers, your clothing lines. You want kids to be wearing all that stuff, don't you, so you can be making money. At some point, don't professional athletes have some level of commitment? What's the right word? Basic decency towards the people that pay to go to their games and to buy the products that they're pitching at some level isn't enough enough. At some level, don't we take a stand, America, and say, this behavior is unacceptable. You're done for the year. Well, then the NBA union's going to come in and uh, Draymond's agent's going to, oh, you can't do something like that. Too bad. Too bad. That's enough, dude. You can't keep doing this. Why would we continue to let this guy continue to do this, people, uh, to, to other folks, time and time and time again? Now it's to the point where if you're guarding him in a game, you have to worry about him cheap-shotting you. In the nuts? In the face? Like, you can't just play basketball anymore. This dude's a dirty player. And it's too bad because, I mean, in the offseason, I'll tell you right now, I was a big proponent of the Celtics signing Draymond Green. I was. I, 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 I'm just admitting today that that would have been a, a bad decision because the Celtics need somebody tough who's willing to just say, I don't want to lose. I am going to do everything I possibly can to not lose. This Celtics team doesn't have enough of that, and that's why we've lost the last couple of years. Tatum and Brown don't have it yet. Tatum, I think, is starting to get there. Brown got a long way to go. But Draymond Green has it. He doesn't want to lose. If he's playing checkers against you, he doesn't want to lose. Connect four doesn't want to lose. He'll try to cheat. He'll try to, hey, look over there, and you turn your head. He's going to move a piece or steal a piece from yours so that he can win. Like that's He's going to do everything he can to win. And I respect that about him. But the respect of everything else is gone. And any good that I thought about him from the competitive side of things, that's distinguished. It's gonzo. I don't care anymore. You are a bad thing to have in the NBA. You're a bad example for kids. You're a bad example for sports fans. And nobody's going to hear this take. Nobody cares that the sports machine with Slim says get rid of Draymond Green. But I'm right. And at some point, I ain't afraid to say it. And if he didn't like what I'd have to say, I'd say too bad, dude. You're, just, you're too full of yourself and you ain't listening to what I'm telling you. Because everybody else is thinking the same thing. They're just afraid to say it. Well, I got the microphone, Draymond. I wish I could put this on social media and send it right to him and tag his Instagram or something. Let him know it, what you're doing ain't acceptable, dude. And if I was in charge, you'd be gonzo. And would I let you back next year? Maybe. Maybe. But your words don't mean nothing. Oh, I did it on, you know, inten- unintentionally. I'm sorry, I'd, I didn't mean to do that. Get a grip, dude. You're dealing with adults. You're dealing with people that know how to play the game. That's why the coach uh, last night 
and and Jurkic himself said, "Yeah, this is not a part of basketball. What what happened last night? This is unacceptable, and it needs to change. Everybody knows this. It's unacceptable. But maybe the Phoenix Suns just say, "Oh, it's Draymond being Draymond." Maybe Golden State says, "Oh, we need him." Steve Kerr, we need Draymond. No. You need to get rid of somebody like that if you want to win. You're not going to have a winning organization with somebody who's doing that type of stuff. WKXL, fourth segment of the show is coming up. Stay tuned. We're on WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM, Concord, 101.9 FM, Manchester, nhtalkradio.com. Fun here. Before we wrap up the show, the Sports Machine with Slim, New Hampshire's next generation of sports talk radio. Massachusetts does not not have a monopoly on sports talk radio content. New Hampshire can bring its own to the table. If you don't mind me saying, I think I'm an excellent candidate to be leading the charge for New Hampshire sports talk radio. The Sports Machine with Slim here on WKXL. I'm going to bring a little bit of uh, a flavor here as we wrap things up today. Uh, a fun, fun topic. Tomorrow we'll be talking some Celtics as they play Cleveland again at home uh, tomorrow night. And as a Thursday night football game, we got the Raiders and the Chargers. Raiders are at home favored by three, which is interesting. I'm going to go all in on the Raiders just so people know. But we'll talk about that tomorrow. For today, we're going to talk about two things. I saw Caitlin Clark got an NIL deal from Gatorade. That made me feel good. That was some feel-good news yesterday that I saw for the first time yesterday anyway. So NIL deals mean pretty much for the folks that are listening that don't know, the college kids that play sports nowadays or do other things, they can get paid by advertisers for years and years and years. They could not get any money. It was like illegal. The, the players in college, basketball, football, whatever, they couldn't get any money. Then the rule change happened a few years ago, and now they're getting tons, tons of money, so much money that somebody like Caleb Williams, who's expected to be the number one pick in the NFL draft, I feel it might just stay in school. If you're him, why wouldn't you just stay in school at the University of Southern California around people who absolutely adore you, and you only got to go to a couple of classes probably, and they're probably not that hard. I mean, maybe they are. Maybe, you know, I'm not sure privy to his class load, quite honestly, but just you don't have to do that much work if you stay in school. You don't have to take that many classes, and boy, everybody loves you. You're playing football, and you get a chance to build your reputation even more, which means you can get even more money from sponsors. So just throwing that out there into the the universe, but Caitlin Clark, she's putting in work, baby. My brother, say, my brother David made a comment to me a few weeks ago. That really made me stop and think. He said, Caitlin Clark, what she's done for women's college basketball is just incredible. Have you ever watched a women's basketball game from beginning to end before? And I thought, and I was like, well, I think I did with UConn's championship teams once or twice just because they were so good when UConn was winning. like It's like 80 games in a row or something ridiculous. They were just incredible. So I might have checked them out once or twice. But... Last year, I watched Caitlin Clark's games in the tournament because I wanted to see her play. 
I was like, wow, could I still guard her? Could I at 40? I was 48 back then. 49, no, I was 49 back then. Sorry, as I am today. I'll turn 50 in February. But when, at 49 years old, I was watching her saying, could I stop her? How many points would she score against me in a game? And I had a friend say 10. And I will say nowadays, I'm older. She'll score more than 10. But she's not going to score 40 or 50 against me. Because I know how to play defense. And unfortunately, I wasn't there to help a team play defense last night. Did you see this, people? LSU, the defending champions in college basketball. Female college basketball. LSU defeated McNeese State last night. 133 to 44. 133 to 44. But that's not the worst part. The score was tied at 10. I read this. I didn't watch this game. It was the score was tied at 10 apiece, LSU and McNeese, McNeese State, until LSU went on a 47 straight points scored run as part of a 56-2 overall run. LSU scored 47 points in a row. 47. And the McNeese State, I loved this, the quote from their coach. Yeah, the quote from their coach afterwards. Their defensive pressure got to us. You think, you think 47 points in a row? 56-2? to two? I'm just here to tell you, and this might be a little bit of my ego coming through the airwaves. If I was on that Mac- McNeese State team, there is no way we would have been outscored 56-2. to two. We would have, at the very least have had three. I would have dribbled down, jacked up some threes. Even on the run, I would have hit one out of seven. So how many possessions does it take to score 47 points in a row? 47 points in a row. Divide that by three. We're looking at what do we got? 17, 18, 36, 54, 18 and change possessions if they're averaging three. All they needed to do was take 18 threes and make one during that 56 to two. Never mind the 40, 47 to nothing. My numbers are getting scrambled now, but for, what? McNeese State, why are you scheduling LSU? How do you have respect for yourself when you go to the podium after the game if you're the coach? Oh, it's great exposure for our kids to play the national championship. What? Those kids have to go home and put their head on the pillow that night knowing they got embarrassed 133-44. to Oh, it's just a game. Listen, maybe I'm just wearing my coach of my pre-K and K team and my first and second grade teams that I coach right now. And, of course, I would never want to subject them to a scoreboard that looks something like that. Of course, that's common sense. But, I mean, on some level, 133 to 44? That's the score of a game? <laughs> In college, women's college basketball? That's, that is, I, it's mind-blowing to me. How did people let this happen? I almost I almost want to watch the game now. I almost if it's on tape delay somewhere, I might just go to YouTube and see if I can find this game and just watch how it happened. But I just know as a coach, I'm gonna be like, oh, they should have done this. Oh, what? Oh, oh. 
I, I need to get in the gym with these folks, make them do some, uh, some foot fires, some defensive slides, and uh, some technique teaching on defense, obviously, and maybe some strategery when we have the ball on offense to not just give it to the other team. Take the full shot clock. Do anything you can. Once the team gets to 100, it's all out panic mode. Don't let them score much more than this. We're going into drain the clock, baby. We're already losing enough. We don't need to go faster. Try and you know make up the difference. Let's really work on some things. Just work on not giving the ball to the other team. You know something? I've got about two to three minutes left in the show. And I just burned through all of my criteria or my uh, content for today. So now I'm just left to truly ramble. What should I say? The people that are listening to WKXL radio in the car, I will tell you, we're building a little something special here at WKXL radio. This station has been in existence for over 70 years, serving mostly the New Hampshire local community. Local sports, this is the type of stuff we were doing years ago, going out to sporting events, televising them live, or not televising, but over the radio live. Very cool stuff for the local community. And there's going to be some new content coming on the airwaves soon here where we're looking to spotlight and profile local businesses and give them a chance to just come on and tell people about the good things that they're doing every day. There is good stuff happening in this world, everybody. There is, it's just that sometimes the media, well, all the time, the media thinks it's better to tell us about the bad stuff. And that's really a shame. You have to search nowadays. You have to really work to find the good stuff. I can just tell you that if you tune your dials here to WKXL Radio, you can go to 1450 AM. You can go 103.9 FM in Concord. If it gets fuzzy as you're driving south, you can switch over to the Manchester signal that we've had now for about a year. It's 101.9 FM, Manchester. You can go to nhtalkradio.com to listen to any shows from the past that have been happening. You can just do it on demand. Just boom, find them and click them. You don't have to download an app or anything like that. We're going to make it easier for people out there to find good news stories. And if anybody out there that's listening wants to tell me, Slim at the Sports Machine, or our listeners about some good things that you're doing, I'd love to hear it. Local businesses or just a regular person want to call in and tell me something good that you've done. That's worthy of time on the show. And you can always feel welcome to call at 603-224-1450. We are here every day, every weekday, 10 to 11. The Sports Machine with Slim. And I love to talk sports, but I even more like to talk about good stuff that's happening. Because sometimes it's tough, man, just to keep plowing forward when all we're being fed is a sea of negativity. It's going to take us together unifying to try to change some of that. To show that, hey, you can make money by telling people about good stuff. There are people out there who want to listen to good things. There are businesses that want to be aligned with positive content. I just like to hear good stories. Man, it's like a a step outside of the real world when you hear about somebody doing nice things for somebody else. Doesn't it? It makes you stop and go, wow, okay. Yeah, I haven't heard something like that in a while. That's a great thing. Instead, we're getting fed stuff like Draymond Green 
nailing a dude in the face on purpose and then telling everybody, well, I, I apologize, I didn't do that on purpose. Whatever, okay. You've been listening to The Sports Machine with Slim. I will be back tomorrow between 10 and 11. I'll try my best to do even better. I hope you're going to set your dials and listen. 103.9 FM Concord, 101.9 FM Manchester, NH Talk Radio. We'll talk to you tomorrow.